I went to three auditions in New York City, my day job in New Jersey, and filmed another self-tape all in one day. Here's how I did it. You're listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 176. Let's get started. My name is Maggie Barra, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com forward slash podcast. You can follow me for more tips on the actor lifestyle at Actor Aesthetic or my personal profile at Maggie Barra. All links are in the show notes. Now, please, let's get on to the show. You already know what it is. It's Maggie. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. Now, here's the deal before we get into it. Make sure that you leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever it is that you're listening today. And here's why. Because for the month of February, if you leave a review of the podcast and shoot me a DM with your email address, you will be entered to win a Starbucks gift card from yours truly. Something a little fun that I want to give back to y'all and also a way to show my appreciation for those of you who are listening and following along. It helps the podcast grow. It helps me attract more people to come on it so that you can hear everyone's stories because at the end of the day, you know there are many, many ways to success in this industry and I want you to hear about all of them. So be sure to leave a review on the podcast by the end of this episode and send me a DM with your email address so that you can be entered to my little giveaway. Now, you know what's about to go down in this episode. If you've been listening for a little bit, um, you might be aware that I work a nine to five job in addition to performing and rehearsing and auditioning and also running actor aesthetic. My life is insane, but I love it. And one of the things that I did at the beginning of this year was write down all of my goals for 2023, what I want to accomplish. And what was so great about doing that was not just like thinking about what I want to accomplish, but actually writing it down made me realize what it is I have to do to achieve those goals by the end of this year. Some of them are small, some of them are really lofty, and some of them, there are a lot of factors that I can't control. But of the factors that I can control, what's great is when I do write it down, I can visualize exactly what it is that I need to do to accomplish these goals. What is it that I need to actually set out to achieve on a daily basis, not just like weekly or monthly? Last week's episode, I talked about a day in my life as an actor during one of the busiest times of audition season, and I did talk about how audition season falls between January and March in New York City, and it's pretty crazy because not only do you have self-tapes and agent appointments and self-submissions and Playbill and Backstage and Broadway World and Actors Access booming with people looking for people to be in their shows, but also you have equity auditions. Those exist now, which is pretty cool. 
Um, they, of course, existed prior to the pandemic and then went away for a little bit during the pandemic when we couldn't be in person. And now they're finally back and they're coming back slowly and crazily, but they're back. And just this past week, I told you guys that I was going to be somehow making myself go to two EPAs, one actual audition appointment, go to my day job, my nine to five job, and then come home and film a self tape. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe that I actually like got through that. And I don't even, I think I blacked out during it, but we're going to recount it together. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because even though some of this might seem crazy or far-fetched or like a little too much, even just going to one of those EPAs would have been great. Or just going to my, you know, agent appointment would be great. And then going to work and then going home. But again, I want to be on Broadway by the end of this year. I want to reach hundreds and hundreds of people on this podcast, hundreds of thousands of people on this podcast. I want to spread myself as far as possible, as far as I can without losing myself and without losing my energy so that opportunity will come to me. But the only way that I'm going to do that is by putting myself out there, right? And so, yeah, I could have gone to just my Asian appointment and my day job and called it a day, but I went a little bit further. And just by going a little bit further, you can see how my day was affected, um, the good and the bad, and also what you can learn from it so that you might be able to do the same when the time comes. So, I live in Hoboken, New Jersey. I just moved here almost exactly a year ago. Uh, I bought a place with my sister. Um, it was a huge deal. I've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast. And one of the reasons why I chose to live here instead of New York City was, well, many reasons. I used to live in New York City. I used to rent there with my friends before and during the pandemic. And something that I love so much about living in Hoboken is not only the easy access to New York City, but the fact that it can feel like home, like it feels neighborly, it feels homey out here and safe. And so when I do go to New York, it's work. And then when I come home, it's home. And it feels really good knowing that I can leave all of that behind and come home and just feel good about the day. So a few weeks ago, I found out that I had an audition appointment for a regional theater. And this was to fall on this past Monday. Cool. It was for a dream show. I had asked my agents to really push me for it. And I was so happy that I was able to get an audition appointment. I was happy that I had ample time to get ready. And also what was interesting was I didn't have to go in with any material requested of me from the show. I just had to go in with material of my own. So I prepared a couple of songs. I had my book ready to go. And I had a headshot and resume, and I was really open to anything that was going to happen. And because I didn't have to go through the stress of learning new material and being stressed about that, because I was able to just walk in with a song of my own, I wasn't as nervous as I would be for any other type of audition, like if I had to prepare a couple of sides, because the nerves get to me when I have to memorize material. I'm not too great at it. I really have to work at it, and it's just an extra layer of anxiety that's built up on what there already is when it comes to auditioning. And when the week 
before it came around, the week before this Monday came around, I noticed on Actors' Equity, the site, that there were a couple of EPAs happening that day as well. And because I was already going to be out that morning from work, from my 9-to-5 job, for that audition appointment anyway, I thought, why not just sign up for a couple of auditions prior to it so I can kind of get my nerves out, I can warm up, I can even maybe, if the if the audition calls for it, those two beforehand, I might be able to sing my material that I was planning on singing anyway that day at the audition. So there were two EPAs that I really wanted to go to, and for those of you who are new, an EPA is just an audition, it's an equity principal audition. It's a mandatory audition for any theaters or shows that are run under an equity contract. Sometimes EPAs that are run might not even be looking for anyone particularly in their show. They might already have their show cast, but they are still required to have these auditions. So sometimes it might feel like a waste of time to go to these if you don't necessarily know if the show is already cast. But what I like to say is that it's good to get in front of people if you have the time. It's good to make a relationship with casting directors and creative teams you might not otherwise have been able to get in front of. And if you're an equity member, just just take advantage of it if you're in the area and are able to do so. Like I said, I wouldn't just leave work for any EPA, but because I was already going to be out that morning, I thought, why not? Somehow, by the gods above, I was able to sign up for not one, but two EPAs that happened back to back before that third audition. But remember when I said that some of the the problems that equity is facing right now is glitches within their system or uh, rules not really following the way they were prior to the pandemic, whatever the case is. After I signed up for those two EPA slots before this third, you know, agent appointment, one of them weirdly got canceled. So when I was looking back at my schedule, I was trying to find uh, the confirmation for that second EPA and it was nowhere to be found. In fact, I found um, an an email that I got that said that my specific slot had been canceled. So it was as if I went into the system and canceled it. Anyway, long story short, I only got that first EPA. And because I was bored and both auditions are at the same location, um, when you're signing up for EPAs right now online uh, through the Actors' Equity site, if you're going to them in New York City, they're going to be at the Actors' Equity building on 46th Street in Manhattan. So they're right across the hallway from each other. So I thought if I'm going to go to this other one, might as well go to the one across the hallway as well. So I got my stuff, was ready to go, got to the building early, made sure to um, check that everything was good for my first audition that I was already signed up for. And then I went to the second holding room and signed up on the alternate list so that I could get seen even before my first audition of the day. I know this is very confusing, but long story short, I was able to do both of those auditions before I went to that last one of the day. And it was great. And I think even though it was a push for me and by the end of the day, I was feeling really overwhelmed and just tired. Uh, It was good for me in the moment because I was able actually to test out some music that I was planning on singing later on that day at the 
appointment that was the most important to me. This was an agent appointment. My agents got me this audition and it meant a lot that I went in there and did a really solid job. And I was able to go in for that first audition of the day and sing exactly the same material that I was planning on bringing in later. And what's funny is I ended up switching my material because of the way that it went that morning. So I'm not going to give away the theater that I auditioned for or the role that I auditioned for later on that day. But what I can say is the material that I was planning on bringing in when I sang it live and in person uh, just to test it out at that first EPA, I realized, oh, this might actually not be right for the role that I'm auditioning for later this day. So it was super helpful and informative for me. I hadn't sung that song in a long time anyway, so it was great. And it really helped me figure out exactly what I needed to do come 12 o'clock when I had that agent appointment. Went to that first EPA, felt great. Went to the second EPA, felt even better. And at that point, I was super chill and confident and ready to hit the ground running for that agent appointment. So I walked my way on over to Ripley Greer Studios, I think on like 36th, there's 37th Street on 8th Avenue. And I was there even early. I was like literally there almost an hour before my appointment. And I was happy because I knew that I had to get back to work um, in New Jersey. And the faster I could get back to work, the better. So I was able to get in a little bit earlier than my appointment. I worked that out with the monitor. And once I got into the audition room for this appointment, like, I'm not kidding. I just like sat into it and felt really confident with the material that I chose so much so that by the time I was done singing my first piece, the casting director actually asked me to sing another piece and I wasn't flustered. I wasn't tired vocally. I felt warm and I was ready to belt my face off for that second song. So felt really good. I left that audition knowing that I had done the best that I possibly could do. And I took, um, a bus back to work. And like I've said in previous episodes, the bus is cheap. You could take it from Midtown Manhattan, Port Authority, all the way back to the main roads of Hoboken or if you're going to Jersey City or wherever nearby. And I know a lot of people take the path. I like to take the the bus just because it's really quick and clean and gets you to where you need to go if you're on the main road, like on Washington Street in Hoboken. I got off the bus and I was ready for the rest of my day at my job. And I know I've said it a couple of times, but if you're new here, I do the social media and marketing for a real estate group based out of New Jersey. And so from, I don't know, 12 to five o'clock, I was working on the social media, working on content creation, working on strategizing for the rest of the month. And then I midday had emailed. So (laughs) a little backstory, um, while I was at work, I realized that one of the self tapes that I had done over the weekend to get prepared for um, a vacation that I'm going on, I realized that I didn't do everything that they were asking me to do. So 
I had like four self-tapes, something crazy. This episode makes me sound like a nutcase, but you and I are both in this together. So I realized, you know, whatever, Frick, I didn't include this one last song. I hadn't even learned it. I didn't even know that it was requested of me. I thought I only had to do it if I was called back. So I emailed the casting director who I already have a little bit of a, a relationship with. And I asked her, hey, do you still need this? If so, I'd be happy to record it. Now, mind you, I was leaving uh, the next week. So I needed to make sure that all of my shit was taken care of. Otherwise, I'd have to be filming it all from Arizona, which would not be fun, like some random Airbnb in Phoenix. So, of course, she emailed me back and said, hey, if you have the time and the capability, can you please record this for me and I'll add it in on my end. And I was like, okay, thank you, Holly. So I got home once I was done with all of my work. I got home and I laid for like an hour because I was tired. And then I knew, okay, I got to record this before I literally pass out. So I ended up recording that super quick and uh, whatever. It it only took me a little bit because it was a 40 second song and I hadn't heard the song before, but it was repetitive and easy. I threw on a lip. (laughs) I already have, um, pro tip. If you have space in your apartment or wherever you're living, I think it's really important just to just, you know, just have a little dedicated area where you can film self tapes quickly and efficiently because it's a pain in the ass to like set everything up and then take it all down and store it away. If you don't have to, if that's accessible to you, definitely recommend it. I will leave a link in the description of this podcast to my favorite self-tape setup, my favorite self-tape ring light, and my favorite backdrop. Right now we have them hanging, I'm not kidding, in the kitchen of our little condo, and it works great because I can use it, my sister can use it quickly, and it's not in the way. So again, it was so simple to set myself up, learn the material, and then record it quickly. I then grabbed my computer and laid back down in my bed underneath all the covers because I think it was really cold that day and I was tired and uh, edited my video together just then and there and put it in a Google Drive and sent it on over to the casting director. I just knew if I just do this, get it out of the way, I'm going to feel good. I can have my dinner. I can relax. I can watch 90 Day Fiance with my sister, which is my favorite show of all time. Just kidding. Not really, but also kind of, especially the 90 Day Fiance pillow talk. If you guys know what I'm talking about, please let me know. I hope I'm not talking into an abyss right now about literally 90 Day Fiance, but um, if anyone shares that love and passion, please let me know. Anyway, I, you know, like when, what happens is when you get that stuff out of the way, you feel so good. Like by the end of the day, I was probably in bed by 9, 9.30 and I thought to myself, like, wow, I really have a headache, (laughs) but I did three auditions. I went to my job. I did everything that I needed to do for that day. I didn't feel behind, and I was able to film a quick self-tape and send that in. Like, how good did I feel that day knowing that I was able to accomplish all of that? Can I do that every day? Hell no. But like I said in the beginning of this episode, something that is really important and was very helpful for me is knowing what your goals are for this year and knowing what you have to do to achieve those goals. And one of the things that I knew I was going to have to do was a lot of things at once and sometimes not have a whole of a lot of break in between those things. But it's what I got to do. 
that was probably and will probably be the busiest day of all of my days between now and late March. But I say that now and just wait. I'm going to have a mental breakdown with you all in like a month probably. But until then, I love you all. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, your favorite podcasting app. Like I said earlier in the episode, I'm doing a little giveaway. So if you leave a review between now and the end of February and you leave your email address and you DM that to me, I will enter you in a giveaway and one of you lucky followers will get a free Starbucks gift card from me to you. It takes a village. I will see you all next week.